the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Today's epistle tells us the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. This verse has been a standard for evangelical teaching, and the usual focus is on the contrast between wages and gift. And the gist of it is this. You can't earn your way into heaven by your labor. You can only receive salvation as a gift through faith in Jesus Christ. However, the more one examines this verse in the larger context of the Bible, it becomes clear that the main contrast is not the contrast between labor and gift. It is the contrast between death and life. In the Bible, death and life are not merely future rewards kept secret by God only to be revealed on Judgment Day. Death and life are conditions of human existence in this life, right now, that make our labor either futile or fruitful. The foundation for the biblical perspective is the creation and fall of man in Genesis chapters 1 through 3. God created the first humans to live in a state of communion with him through his spirit. Genesis 2.7 says, The Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. The first prohibition in the Bible was the command not to eat the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The warning of Genesis 2.17 was, the day that you eat it, you will surely die. However, Genesis says they didn't die the day they ate it. Genesis actually relates that they went on to live incredibly long lives. The confusion is cleared up once we realize that God was not talking about merely physical death. The death they experienced that day was the loss of their state of communion with God. They were expelled from the garden, and they were no longer able to eat the fruit of the tree of life. Dead people can't eat food intended for the living. The futility of labor is the result of this condition of death. God said to Adam after his sin, cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. This is related to the statement that the wages of sin is death. Labor in the state or condition of spiritual death cannot produce anything that is eternal. It can only produce things that age and decay and end in death. And here is a key point. The problem is the futility of labor in the state of death, not the idea of work itself. 
God himself worked six days to make the world. Adam, made in God, God's image, would work in the garden, and his work would be fruitful until he died and his work became futile. The concept of salvation in the New Testament is rooted in this narrative. Humanity is born into this state of separation from God. As 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 22 says, For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. There is no way in our natural state of being in Adam to work ourselves back into a condition or a state of union with God. There needs to be a new creation that restores our connection, our communion with God in the spirit. And Christ is the new Adam. He is also the word made flesh through whom God spoke the new creation into existence. The Pentecostal gift of the Spirit mirrors Genesis 2-7 and causes us to be remade or reborn in the image of Christ. We move from our natural state of death in Adam to a condition of life in Christ. As Ephesians chapter 2 verses 4 through 6 says, we who were dead in sin are raised to life in Christ. The gift of eternal life through the Spirit is given to us in baptism. And we receive this gift through repentance, turning away from sin, and faith, putting our trust in Jesus. In this manner, what was lost through sin is restored to us in Christ through the Spirit. We now live in Christ, in communion with God. We can eat the fruit of the tree of life. As Jesus said, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And this changes the nature of our work. Our labor in Christ is no longer futile. It produces things that are eternal. It bears fruit. The labor of fallen humanity is characterized by the futility of Genesis 3. And this can help us to frame the moral issues of our time, whether the issue is abortion or the various deviations from the Bible's teaching about sex and gender. These reflect the natural human desire in Adam to live on our own terms, apart from God's word and God's spirit. This is the condition of death. <clears throat> Human labor in this condition cannot produce anything lasting or eternal. And this accounts for the anger and the discontentment that characterize our world. The sexual revolution that has now won the day promised freedom from the oppressive yoke of traditional morality and promised a new era of human freedom and thriving. Instead, it has produced a growing pandemic of human misery. 
in the natural state of death, marked by rebellion against God's word and spirit, there is no way to avoid the curse. Thorns and thistles it will bring forth for you. The only way out of the futility is to turn in repentance and faith to the new Adam, Jesus Christ, the one who can raise the dead to life. Our labor in Christ, governed by God's word and God's spirit, has a sacramental and eternal dimension. We have been freed from the curse. We can labor in Christ in the spirit and produce eternal things. And our labor can produce within us the experience of God's joy and God's peace in communion with God. As Revelation chapter 14 verse 13 says, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord, that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. And the sense of this is summarized by 1 Corinthians 15, 58, where St. Paul says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. The world, the flesh, and the devil, the enemies of the soul that we renounced in baptism, constantly tempt us to be drawn back in to the anger and discontentment of the world. This temptation becomes strongest when we spend more time focusing on the evil that is present in the dying world than we spend focusing on the life we have been given in Christ and the work that Christ has given each of us to do. We have to pay attention to what we pay attention to. This is why Jesus exhorts us to seek first the kingdom of God. It is why St. Paul exhorts us to pray without ceasing. Our prayer and our labor for the kingdom keep us connected to Jesus, the source of life. As Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. We come to the altar of God on the Lord's day, the first day of the week, because our fruitful labor begins with the Eucharist and the gift of life. We come to die again to the old way of life in the flesh in Adam. We come to rise again to new life in Christ in the spirit. We leave to do all such good works as God has prepared for each of us to walk in. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And with the gift of life comes the gift of fruitful labor. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.